0: You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Friday, February 12th, 2021. I'm your host, John B. from ganggreennation.com. And our episode today is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code LockedOn, and you'll get 20% off your next order. On today's show, we will continue our position by position look at the Jets as they head into a very important and potentially exciting offseason with the resources this team has. There's a chance to get a lot better very quickly. Yesterday, we went through the positions on offense to see where the Jets were in good shape, not many spots, and where they need work most positions. Today, we are going to look at the defensive side of the ball, and as we go position by position, I have come up with four categories. Um, There's the positions where Jets are really in good shape. They're all set there. There are the positions where they're in decent shape. You you would not turn down an upgrade if one presented themselves. But you feel okay about what the Jets have if they cannot upgrade. There are the positions where you would prefer an upgrade. You can live with what you got if you really have to, but you don't want to. And then there are the positions where you really need an upgrade. And in today's NFL, I think that there are are, broadly speaking, five positions on defense. Years and years ago, there was a big divide in the NFL between teams that ran 3-4 defenses and 4-3 defenses. So you might talk about a player as a 4-3 defensive end or a 3-4 outside linebacker or a 3-4 defensive end or a 4-3 defensive tackle or a 3-4 nose tackle. But those distinctions were are largely not relevant in today's NFL. All defenses have kind of evolved to the point where there are elements of what used to be a 4-3 defense or what used to be a 3-4 defense. Back years and years ago, you know, you go back 15-20 years, there were teams that predominantly ran one of these fronts and did not use the other that much those days are, are really behind us. And part of the reason the 3-4 th- four versus 4-3 four, distinction doesn't really work anymore is teams are in nickel most of the time because offenses t- now tend to have three wide receivers, which means you don't have the luxury of playing seven guys up front at linebacker and defensive end. So the way I view positions in the NFL on defense are interior defensive linemen. I mean, these are, those are like your big 300-pound guys. You have your edge rushers, Sometimes they stand, sometimes they play with their hand in the dirt. So, you know, you might call them an outside linebacker, you might call them a defensive end, but their primary job is to rush the passer. You have your off-ball linebackers, or essentially linebackers, guys who play from a two-point stance. They're, they're standing up, they don't have their hand in the dirt, but their job is not to rush the passer. Their job is to primarily to play the run and then to play coverage a bit. Then you have corners. And you have safeties, which I think are pretty self-explanatory, although there are a couple different positions within cornerback that I think you could get into. But those are the five positions I see on defense. So I'll start on the defensive line, which, in my opinion, is the best thing the Jets have going for them. The Jets were a bad team last year, but I think they're set on the defensive line. I think that's the one position where Jets don't really need anything else. You've got young player who looks like he's developing into a star in Quinn and Williams. And there were plenty of complaints about Quinn and Williams early in his career, the first year, year and a half. You don't hear many complaints anymore about Quinn and Williams, especially after the second half he just had in 2020. There was a lot of potential there when the Jets drafted him third overall in 2019. There were a lot of people excited about it. And over the second half of the 2020 season, maybe it took a year and a half, but people, I think, are beginning to see why there was so much excitement about Quinn and Williams. So you have the top-end talent there, but you also have guys who I think are quality players around him. You have Foley Fatukasi, who, now that Steve McClendon is gone, of course, McClendon won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay, is kind of the primary nose tackle now and quietly has developed into a really good player. In fact, he's eligible for a contract extension this offseason and I'm not saying this would be my top priority, but after things settle down a bit after you get past free agency, maybe after the draft, I would look at giving him an extension. You know, he's not a guy who's going to probably going to command a lot of money, and he, look, he's not a dynamic pass rusher. He's not a difference maker. He's a guy you play on rundowns, and he does his job very effectively up front. I think he's really solid. You have John Franklin Myers, who was a pretty pleasant surprise on a 2-14 and 14 football team this year. showed He's got some ability as a pass rusher. I remember being kind of optimistic about him when the Jets picked him up from the Rams. I was a little surprised the Rams let him go because I thought he was a pretty solid player and frequently what happens when the Jets pick up a guy I think is a solid player is they don't produce. This was kind of an exception. He was really, really solid out there. Uh, So I was happy with John Franklin Myers. And then even for depth purposes, you have Nathan Shepard who was kind of a disappointment this year. I thought he finished 2019 really strongly and I was hoping to see more good things from him in 2020. And it was a quiet year, but you did see him flash a little bit near the end of the season. And ultimately, if you're talking about a rotational guy, if you're talking about a guy who you're looking for as a backup, I still think you could do worse. And there are a couple of guys behind these players. But ultimately, you've got... Top end talent at the position. You have solid supporting players. You you even have a guy who can get things done in a limited capacity if you call on him for a game or two. This is what I like. I I think that this is a really solid position for the Jets. If the Jets were as solid on the defensive line as they were elsewhere, this would not have been a two and fourteen team. And this is the amazing thing about the Jets, is if you look at them, ten straight years, no playoffs, one winning season in that span. Maybe a you know eight and eight season here or there, but a really unsuccessful decade for this franchise for this franchise. And they've been really good on the defensive line throughout almost the entire span. It's amazing that they've been able to maintain that consistency. They have hit on early draft picks. They have developed late rounders. They have developed unheralded guys, undrafted free agents. It's just kind of shocking that a team can have so little success yet have done such an effective job along the the defensive line. But that's where we are right now with the New York Jets. I think once we get to some of the other positions, things become less happy. And we'll get to them ahead here on the Locked On Jets podcast. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and the new Built Bar is even more delicious. There are six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Bars are Healthy. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. And if you go to builtbar.com right now and use promo code Locked On, you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code Locked On. It's one word with no space: L O C K E D O N for 20% off at Built builtbar. B U I L T B A R dot This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Friday, and we are going position by position through the Jets' defense, seeing what they have, seeing which areas need an upgrade. And let's move on to edge rusher. There's really no doubt here. This is a position the Jets are in dire need of an upgrade. They have a couple guys who would be decent role players if there was more top-end talent, but there's not a great group here by any stretch of the imagination you have jordan jenkins who is a solid defender against the run and he has his moments as a pass rusher but jordan jenkins cannot be your best pass rusher off the edge and even if he's your second best pass rusher off the edge i'm not sure you're in great shape i think if he's your third best pass rusher off the edge he gives you enough as a run defender that you can feel really good about I think the best thing the Jets did last year was not overpaying Jordan Jenkins. Now, they brought him back on a one-year deal, which, you know, did not work out great. But under previous general managers, I know the Jets would have given him like a $12 million contract. So, So I'm glad they at least used some restraint. And originally last year, if you remember, it did not seem like the two sides were going to reach a deal. But the market Jenkins was hoping for never materialized. So he came back on a cheap one-year deal, kind of betting on himself, and the bet really did not work out for him. Beyond that, I mean, you have Terrell Basham, who I think is a decent enough backup, but doesn't really give you a whole lot otherwise. I mean, he's certainly not a guy you want to see getting a lot of snaps for you. You have Kyle Phillips, who had a really solid rookie year in 2019, but lots of, you know, he was injured this year, so did not really take much of a, a step forward. And beyond that, I mean, you have some guys who really are borderline NFL players. You just don't have a lot off the edge. And that's an issue because that's that's one of the most important spots on the team. It's arguably the most important spot on on the defense. You could make an argument that edge rusher is the second most important position in the NFL after quarterback. And this has been a chronic issue with the Jets. We've talked extensively about the lack of investment on the offensive line. It's kind of the same situation on the edge. The Jets have not used a first-round pick since 2008. They have not used a second-round pick on an edge since that time. Now They've used some third-round picks, which have had varying levels of success, mostly a lack of it. This is a position the Jets really need to start investing in. I don't know whether it's going to be this year, because they also have to fix the offense. There's a lot that needs work for this team, but... One of the issues with this defense, one of the things that's prevented this this defense from reaching its potential, even in years where they've been solid, has been the lack of pressure off the edge. The next position we will talk about is off-ball linebacker. I think that's a position where you would prefer an upgrade. I don't think it's as dire as the edge because it's just not as important of a position. Years and years ago, you might have built your defense around a linebacker. In today's NFL, I think you could make a case it's the least important position on a defense. If you have somebody who can really run and can really cover, then it can be a, that guy could be a premium player for you. But I think as much as anything, the issue at linebacker is there just are not many linebackers who are good in coverage. And because of that, you have a lot of guys available who are really solid against the run, but kind of liabilities in coverage. Those guys tend to be a dime a dozen. And they're not that hard to find. And you just live with their inability to play in pass coverage because there just are not many guys capable of doing it. And you're in trouble when you go up against a team with a good receiving running back or a good receiving tight ends. It's just something most teams in the NFL have to live with. Now, are you getting CJ Mosley back this year? I mean, I think he's going to be on the team. The contract the Jets gave him kind of dictates that. And the Jets don't really get much out of letting Mosley go this year. My hopes are not that high because he hasn't played in 2 years. It was a I hated that contract when the Jets gave it to him. Now, did I know he'd be injured one year and we'd have a pandemic that would lead them to opt out of year 2? No. Can you really blame Mosley for his lack of production? Well, again, no. I mean, nobody, you can't really blame him for getting hurt year one. And, you know, you can't really blame him for opting out of this past season. But you now have a guy who has not played in, you know, two. I mean, by the time he takes the field this year, it will be really close to three years since his last game. So, I mean, it's difficult to say what you're getting out of him this year. And you know, aside from that, could the Jets bring back Neville Hewitt? I mean, Hewitt did okay, I guess. But he's not a he's not a top level player. I like my linebackers cheap and competent. And I thought Hewitt played competently enough. I mean, the Jets did have some issues in coverage at the linebacker position. But again, I think everybody's got those issues. If you can find a a guy who's really a top notch linebacker, then you you know, maybe you consider it. But there are not many of those guys in the NFL. You know, you also have Blake Cashman in the mix, who was fell to the fifth round because of injury concerns, a guy who has potential, but even in the NFL, has had a tough time staying on the field. And, you know, you could fill in some other players here. Obviously, Avery Williamson is now gone. It's a, it's a position that's not exactly a strength for the Jets, but I just think that there are issues that are more pronounced. This is a position where you can live with, you know, the reason that this is not on the last level of absolutely, absolutely needing an upgrade is this is a position where you can, you can always, I think, live with sub subpar play in today's NFL. That's just my view. I'm not a big linebacker guy. That's one of the issues I had with the contract the Jets gave Mosley is I don't think, you know, people got upset with me when I said it. I don't think I don't think that there are many linebackers. You, you, there may be a guy, at the t- a guy or two at the top, but I don't think there are many linebackers in the NFL worth paying what the Jets are paying to Mosley. And that contract was really all risk. And part of the issue with that contract was that the Jets reportedly gave it to him because they thought he would bring a lot of leadership to the locker room, which I think is always a mistake to pay for because you don't need to pay for leadership. And beyond that, I think importing leadership from another team is always kind of, a shaky idea from the standpoint that different groups of people react t- to different things. You know, there may be somebody who, I might be a great leader with a certain group of people, but you put me into a different environment, I may not have the same impact. So I just thought it was a shaky move at the time. I thought there was a lot of risk, and very moderate reward for the Jets because of the positional value or lack thereof at, the, at linebacker. And Jets have gotten nothing out of the deal. Again, a lot of that was bad luck, but ultimately, it's just not a position of great value. So even though the Jets are not in very good shape there, I can't get upset about that. I'm more upset about positions like the edge and the next position we're going to talk about here ahead on the Locked on Jets podcast. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost everything you can imagine. And BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. One word, no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. This is the Locked On Jets podcast on this Friday. Talking about the Jets defense going position by position, we now move to the cornerback position, and corner is in another spot that's in desperate need of an upgrade. Earlier, I said that edge rusher is arguably the most important position on defense. The reason it's arguable is that you could also make a case that corner is the most important position on defense, and this is another spot where the Jets just have nothing. I shouldn't say they have nothing, because you do have... A young player in Bryce Hall who could conceivably be a starter at the position. Brian Poole's status is a bit of a question mark. Poole has been really solid there, but he, that's not a lot to have at corner, and there's no number one corner. There's no guy you can go out there to trust to shut down the other team's top receiver on a week-to-week basis. There are guys you can trust who will go out there and get beaten by the other team's top receiver on a on a play-to-play basis. That's just You're just not where you want to be. So ultimately what you have right now is you have a, a good slot corner who's about to be a free agent. You have a young player in Bryce Hall who may or may not be good, and a giant question mark where I don't know what the solution is on the other side of the field. You do have Bless Austin, who I think has shown enough to suggest that he's a decent backup who maybe you can get by with if you protect him for a couple of weeks. But This is just a glaring weakness for the Jets right now. It's every bit as big of a weakness as edge rusher is, and it's every bit as significant of a weakness as edge rusher is right now. And these are the problems on this defense. You know, the second half of 2019, we saw a lot of flaws get covered because the Jets were not playing against quality opponents and because Jamal Adams was having big games week after week, but these were pronounced weaknesses. You could kind of see it coming heading into this year that the Jets were going to have issues because they were so weak at these premium spots, and that is that is exactly what happened. It is so difficult because there are so many needs on the offensive side of the ball, but if you look at the defense, the most important spots, Jets have very little there, and that's a big problem. And that brings us to safety, which I guess gives us a happy ending, And part of this is a question mark because Marcus May is about to become a free agent. But if the Jets bring back Marcus May, I would say they're set at safety. You know, safety is not a premium position. Safety is kind of like linebacker, where if you can be competent and cheap, you're in good shape. And the Jets are competent with Marcus May. And if you want to give the benefit of the doubt to Ashton Davis, I could see where you're coming from. I think that I would feel pretty comfortable going into the season with a May Davis combo, even though you do have some questions about how well Ashton Davis is going to develop. I'd feel okay about safety. Again, safety is not a position I want to pay big, unless it's like one of the few difference makers like in Adams. And of course, there was more to the Adams saga than just his on-field play. There were reasons he got traded, including, including the package that the Jets got in return for him, which was a great package, which could help them improve this, the team this offseason. Ultimately, though, safety is a position I feel comfortable with. There are not many positions on this team I feel comfortable with. Safety is one of them, assuming they are able to bring back May or find a suitable replacement in return. That is our show for today. This episode has been brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one of a kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 design masters have each produced a set of 10 uniquely beautiful diamond rings, and they're available now exclusively at BlueNile.com. This exciting collection of truly unique limited edition diamond engagement rings is available now only at BlueNile.com. I hope you have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the long weekend. We will be back next week to talk more jets.